Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio-Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Grace, and along with my co-host and partner, Jack Humphrey, we are the co-founders of TheLeveragist.com and TheVideo.com. Good morning, Jack. How are you? Good morning. I'm just back from uh, New Mexico. Had a nice trip out there. And how was New Mexico? Great. The board is awesome. Uh, (laughs) We met at a board member's house in Taos, and it was fabulous, as everybody knows who's ever been to Taos. It's a magical, magical place, and it was too brief, too short a visit. And did you get a chance to practice any of what we talked about with our last guest, Mark Gobert? Not only that, I was tearing into his book uh, every every chance I had on the plane. <laughs> and uh, it was Me a fantastic too. read so far. It's uh, really, really well done, yes. And it's not a hard place to practice that stuff. Taos is where people go to do that. So it was perfect. Absolutely. Well, we do have guests today. Uh, they're just not here yet. <laughs> So uh-huh. why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about who they are while I'm working on getting them here. All right. Today we have Joseph Cohen and Christopher Salem, both authors, speakers, and fathers who care deeply about their sons. And they've developed a broad spectrum of resources that will provide fathers with insight, information, and tools they need to play a more engaged, supportive, and influential role in the lives of their sons. Fathers of daughters will also benefit. Uh, The program uh, seeks to help reduce bullying incidents, raise self-esteem, and decrease the rates of teenage suicide and school shootings across the United States. It's designed for socially responsible corporations and communities across the United States, as well as in school districts educating at-risk youth with the intention of facilitating youth development while promoting balanced living, social responsibility, and sustainable success, Empowered Fathers in Action will provide curriculum and workshops, educational seminars and retreats, teacher and workshop facilitator training, consulting, individual coaching, and selected books written by Joseph Cohen and Christopher Salem, who are on our show today, and hopefully Gina has rescued them from the void. They're not here yet, but I'm told they are on their way. I'm looking forward to having them here, too, because that's really important stuff. They're getting rescued from the uh, Leverage Masters parking lot outside of our vast vast complex for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Hang on, this might be them. And who is joining us here on Leverage Masters? Well, this is Andrea Adams Miller. I wanted to make sure that you had a little uh, little taste of the guides and what they've been doing as they're calling in. Uh, they've been on hold on the wrong radio show. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the same the same radio show that I'm part of, the Voice America Influencers <laughs> Channel. So uh, I, I said, "Wow, I, I know this well," but I'm surprised they got me on hold. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are so, we on the right uh, spot now? <laughs> you guys are on the right spot. 
spot. And since awesome. I called in this, uh, so to the world, this is Andrea Adams Miller. I'm the executive director for blog <laughs> for Blog Talk Radio's The Leverage Masters with Jack and Gina. And um, I know Chris and Joe um, with the Empowered Fathers in Action, and uh, recently uh, stepped up to help them and be. Um, I guess I guess I'm a part of the board in a, in a way, uh, uh, at least a friend of the board. So while I'm not a father. <laughs> Um, I certainly um, am really proud of the things that they're doing to uh, empower fathers to uh, be able to be empowered to have a really active role in their children's lives. And I knew that you guys would have a ball with them because they're both are professionals and they both have wonderful personal lives. And I know they will bring a ton of value to you. So thanks guys for being here and I'll sign off. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Andrea. And- Thanks, Andrea. And welcome to both of you. Well, actually, there's three of us. We have uh, uh, myself, Chris Salem, uh, Joseph Cohen, and Davey Williams. Davey Williams is our managing director who is also on here and the voice of EFA. Well, welcome to all of you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You guys are a heck of a posse right there. All right, well, we'll, we'll have some fun today. I'm Jack. I'll be your main host today, asking all the hard questions. Uh, no, I'm glad you made it to the right show, though. That's that's weird to be on. Hold yeah, on when, when when Andrea told me Blog Talk Radio, and then I'm on the Voice America Influencers channel, I'm going, wait a minute, this is my channel. What's going on here? This doesn't seem right. <laughs> so I thought I had maybe she had made a mistake. Alice and Larson it was show in an hour that I was an hour early. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys worked so hard to get here. I'll try to make it worth your while. <laughs> So we read an introduction for you already, and uh, everybody's got a general idea of what you guys are up to, but of course we should dive into that this hour and uh, really uh, get a hold of what it is that you guys are really fired up about, um, which is how we kind of start out every week's show is that was the introduction. That's generally what you're working on, but what is it that, and you can take it one at a time. Hopefully you guys have decided how you're going to uh, do that as a group, but, uh, but yeah, what is it that's really driving you nuts and getting you up out of bed every day uh, right now? Is it this project solely? Well, I mean, I could answer this and then let the other guys elaborate. I mean, really what gets, gets us out of bed is that when you look at the America, America really is the land of limited beliefs. And, you know, I don't say that in, in a negative way, but in a realistic way that, you know, many people are just on autopilot going through their day, doing what they have to do, not operating at their peak potential. And the reason being is that limited beliefs uh, unconsciously hold us back, hold us back from doing great things in the world, hold us back from doing great things in our, our businesses that affect our overall wellness and also affect our relationships. These limited beliefs are picked up in childhood. So a lot of times, unconsciously, parents are passing on these limited beliefs onto their children, unbeknownst of the impact that it could have on them and their self-esteem and uh, self-confidence levels. So in terms of is there an epidemic going on in this country, matter of fact, even around the world when it comes to limited beliefs? Absolutely. So Empowered Fathers in Action uh, is what drives all three of us to get out of bed to provide sustainable solutions that could help to eliminate limited beliefs so that people can then absolutely operate from a limitless thinking format so they can do greater things in this world. And we believe in starting, you know, in the home and where children are with their parents to start, you know, bringing this awareness. So uh, we do have a sustainable uh, platform in place to make that happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, you, do you want to do you want to do you want to share what what gets you fired up in the morning? Well, you know, since I published the book with my son, Right Father, Right Son, a bond building journey, which was one man's um, perspective on how to get parenting right. Uh, I've done a lot of research and have done a lot of writing about the consequences of poor parenting and how to fix it. And with Chris and Davey's help, we've been spreading awareness about the sustainable solutions 
to correct what has become a, a terrible problem. Um, part of the research is with the book The Boy Crisis, written by Dr. Warren Farrell, and he lays out a detailed account of what's been going on historically and ways to correct it, and that's what we're in the process of doing, step by step. Okay. It's awesome. interesting. We there's probably a hundred references to the phrase uh, programming in one way or another that starts at an early age and you know, on this show over the years. And the ways that it's mostly been dealt with is just limiting beliefs that are passed on and and given granted to us from the void to uh, you know early early childhood and on. You know, we just come into this world perfect little beings and we begin the process of assimilation and um, and if you're born into a Catholic family or a Muslim family or whatever you're born, whatever you come into this world you begin the programming of this is who you are. First I'm going to give you this sound called a name and I'm just going to utter it <laughs> uh, in this way and then that's how you'll know everybody wants your attention and then I'm going to tell you you're a Protestant, this is your religion, this is your culture and we deal with it in that way. Is there a different way or is there something else also that's happening um, worldwide? But I'm most familiar with the, with the states uh, in how we are brought into this world and pr- those limiting beliefs begin to immediately be programmed into us. Is there more to that? Yeah, Chris, and I, and Chris, I, I can elaborate and maybe can elaborate on this further. I mean, in addition to what you were saying, Jack, the, the – these are certain things that people are born into. Like you said, the first four, four, four years of our life, you know, we feel that we can do anything. We're superheroes. We can create anything. We can do anything. We virtually have very little to no fear. But that all dissipates over time. It goes from, you know, like a high double-digit number to a single-digit number in terms of our innovation and our creativity factors. This is due to the fact that because we have certain things that we grow up with, with that are associated with fear. And with that fear, it's often tied to certain negative emotions that reinforce certain things that we do over and over and over again. So as parents, a lot of times this could you know, be passed on to our children when it comes to money, when it comes to how, how relationships are or how one takes care of one's wellness whether uh, what they do for a career, like, hey, you know, I'm a lawyer and your mother's a lawyer and you need to be a lawyer. And then you end up becoming a lawyer when really you wanted to be a chef. So these are all these different things that people grow up with. And a lot of times it's nothing. It doesn't have to be a traumatic background, but it can be something very subtle. You could have a wonderful uh, childhood, but there's always something in terms of limited beliefs that are tied to a negative emotion or negative a group of negative emotions that people will play out over and over again, creating you know different situations with the same results that keep them playing small. And this affects their wellness, their relationships, and their business. And again, they're not aware of it because it's it's happening on an unconscious level or subconscious level, so to speak. Davey, you want to like to elaborate? Yeah, um, that was, well, thank you for that one. Um, So the awareness aspect is actually the common denominator and the root solution to the root cause of those limited beliefs that anybody experiences, no matter, like Chris said, no matter what they were brought up to believe, faith, religion, work, whatever it is. um, The trick is helping people understand that all of the, the greatness that they deserve in their life, in their lives, prosperity, success, happiness, whatever that means to everybody. It's, it's a different derivation. There is no recipe to resolving limited beliefs, but there's ingredients. And so one of the things that I absolutely love about what Chris and Joe and I are doing with the EFA movement is helping people put those ingredients together, the ones that they already have inside of them, and we're empowering them to self-create, sustain, and empower their own recipe. And if we can continue to do that and help people shift their thought process very simply, then we're going to be able to shift the side of the negativity back into the, into the positive realm. And it really is a matter of addressing the mentality before the methodology. I think that's where we have a lot of issues in society. Everybody's automatically quick to try to resolve the, the actions 
but what, what we do with EFA is we look at the mentality. What brought them to that position? What brought them to feel that they had no other choice than to do this, you know, whether it's bullying or, or whatever it is. And when we can get that point across and help people understand that adopting a mentality simply allows you to adapt a healthier methodology, this will all start to catapult in a completely different way. And this applies to any and everybody, children, adults, parents, people in the business world. I mean, this is a, it's a universal epidemic, and it is certainly a national epidemic, but it's in our homes, classrooms, communities, and corporations. So our solutions are geared for all of that. We're about unifying rather than enabling the divide that we're facing in our country right now. And these two guys are, are two that I'm really proud to be on this journey with because I believe that we are three people that are suited and built to help society where it really needs it most. Well, one more meta question before we dive into the specifics of what you guys are, are doing and the programs that you have planned and everything. Uh, when you say the word epidemic, my mind immediately goes to, well, with an epidemic, there's, uh, it just makes you think immediately of the word cure. We need a cure. And I think yes. about that, and I'm like, yep. I start to get weak. I start to get a little bit like, oh, my God. I mean, you guys have bitten off one of the biggest things humanity has to deal with. You haven't been shy about your ambition at all. This is because how, you know, we have a huge industry all over the world dedicated to getting people recalibrated. Um, some people might say fixed, but I don't believe that's the right word because I don't think people are, you know, broken, at least not irreparably. But, you know, there's you guys, and then we have a huge number of guests on uh, year to year that are in some part of this industry of helping people, what I like to say, recalibrate with what they were when they started and, and to try to find, you know, their own way that's aside and away from the things that they were told that they were, that they told they should be afraid of or, or things like that. And when I think about the perfect cycle of this epidemic um, and how deadly it is. If it was a deadly disease, it would be an almost perfect disease because it begins infecting us from birth, and it's totally natural. Us as parents, we, we turn to our kids and go, oh, my God, we have this huge responsibility. We've got to help them get along in the world, and my way of helping might be because of the way I was brought up or something I ran into along the way, teaching them how to be afraid. You've got to be afraid yep. of this. And I'm, uh, you've got to be afraid of that. And, and I think I'm being a good parent. I think I'm protecting them. It's a perfect disease if it was a disease because I don't, I don't know how you eradicate it except post-facto like how you guys are doing with kids through adults after they've already been affected by it. But do you think there's any way, and this is a big meta question, do you think there's any way in the future, do you have a dream that we will be better as uh, you know, parents who former kids who were who were passed, things were passed on to them, and then we turn yeah. around and do that to our kids. Is there anything? Is there anything hopeful in this on that really big picture area? It, it, there, there is. I mean, I, I'm an example of this. I mean, I, you know, I wrote a book called Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve to Cause Create Prosperity that provides the process that Davey and I use you know, with individuals. These are people that we coach individually in overcoming limited mindset um, and getting out of the problem and into the solution. They manage the problem, they're not in the solution. When it comes to parenting, you know, had I, you know, my dad could only be the father that he was capable of, of what he went through in his childhood. So, because he had his own limited beliefs. And because I had these expectations that I wanted more from him, he wasn't able to do that. I mean, I didn't realize it at the time, but that led to a lot of – it led to a strained relationship. It led to a lot of anger on my part. And had I not gone through this process, I would have repeated the same patterns that he did with me that I would have done to my son or even my daughter, that type of thing. So the thing is, can, they, can, they be, can this pattern be broken? Yes. Is it going? Is it easy? No, because it, it, it requires one. It requires one family at a time, and and not everybody's going to be on the same page. But if we can empower people to really be aware how powerful this is, and really the impact that it, it can have on for generation to generation, 
we can make huge changes in how we break these patterns of producing our children become adults that will have higher self-confidence, self-esteem. They'll be better parents, better spouses, better leaders in their businesses and communities, all as a result of correcting the problem at the, at the root level. So that means getting to the parents because, you know, in order for the kids to, you know, grow up to see that they have, the parents have to be the example. So we have to look at the parents and the children. It's not just that we're going to address it with the children. The parents will still be, you know, what they are. So this mm-hmm. is something that, that, you know, everybody has to become together, be unified, like Davey said, that they have to truly be aware of that this is an issue. And in order to break it, that everyone's got to be on the same page to really embrace the process to get out, out of managing the problem and getting into uh, operating in the solution. So there, there is a sustainable uh, uh, solution. It's just that our people are, gonna, are ready to embrace and, and implement it. Yeah. yeah I'm that- sort of am starting to get the idea that there might be a way to spread this, spread this uh, cure, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, to stay al- along those lines, which would be one family at a time. And then I think and now I understand why it seemed like a father-son thing at first, but then you guys started talking about how this goes to adults, that it's a, a wide spectrum. And, and for what you just described to work, it really has to be that way, right, to break that cycle, um, a family at a time, one, one group at a time. So I think that's really awesome. Still, wow, what an incredibly ambitious thing. So let's talk about that. How are you doing this now? And what are your plans for the future? What does this thing look like? Uh, Dave, you want to you talk about that? I can elaborate on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. So we have solutions in place that include social and emotional learning curriculum that's obviously geared for the schools and the institutions and things of that nature. We have a 24-7 parenting behavior modification program that our our partners operate so we've got an angle for the parents we have uh the solutions that chris mentioned that come from his international best-selling book master you're in a critic and a lot of the philosophies and thought process that joe has in his book right father right son um but also you know the theories that that were behind right father right son uh we have the individual coaching we have workshops and presentations one as a matter of fact Joe uh, just uh, held an event, a fundraising event in Jacksonville at a really neat Greek cafe. Um, He's friends with the owner, and Joe has been doing a phenomenal job in Jacksonville. Um, I live in Florida. I'm not very familiar with the Jacksonville market, but Joe has been opening doors in Jacksonville for EFA. Uh, We had a great turnout for the fundraising event, so got to give Joe credit for that. Chris and I will be going to Greenville, South Carolina uh, this Friday. And we'll be presenting to a group of people. We're going to have some high-ranking school officials, some local authorities, really big-wig decision-makers in that community to help them understand that the epidemic is one issue, right? But everybody knows that it's an epidemic. Everybody knows that these things are an issue. What we're focused on is awareness to the solutions and how we can simplify it. Chris made a good point. This is not easy, but... Our process doesn't enable easy because otherwise we're inevitably going to find hard, which is why we are where we are as a society. So the solutions are driven for everybody, but we fine-tune them for schools, uh, for communities, for corporations. We have to, again, with the ingredients, we have to put a recipe together for every family, for every community, and they're all going to be different. But the solutions that we have, we know work. We have, the, we have the backing, knowing that these, these results are attainable. It's really a matter of just getting out there, and, and that's what our focus is right now. It's bringing awareness not to the fact that these issues exist. It's bringing awareness to the fact that it's okay. And if we all come together and we all take a step back and really embrace the ocean of opportunity in front of us, we take this one wave at a time. We do it very pragmatically we're going to be able to make an impact. And that, before I turn it to Chris, Chris, you can take it from here, but well, we're not here I to make a difference. Well, I do want to have Joe to provide some input as well yeah. from, uh, from his level because he has some great input because Joe is the driving force in terms of the content and all the Absolutely. research that we have. Sure. 
So at a, from a very, very early stage, and, and EFA grew from uh, what we're doing now. It was an interview that Chris had done. Uh, he has a radio show of his own, uh, and we were exploring the father-son bonding process. And during our conversations, both prior to and during the show, uh, it occurred to me that what I had been stressing upon my son in these letters that I had written over the course of about 12 years um, were the key elements in Chris's process for sustainable success. success. Uh, Their wellness first, empowerment, uh, leadership, communication, and uh, developing a prosperity mindset. So, um, you know, unbeknownst to me, what was a life formula seems to be a universal formula. And I say universal because of the success that Chris has had um, with the work that he's been doing. So, um, you know, it, it's correct. It's, it's aligned with fundamental principles that are tried and true and can help anyone. You know, there happens to be a direct correlation. And I've done a lot of research because that's what I do. You know, I'm, I'm not uh, as eloquent as t- these two gentlemen when it comes to providing a message verbally. But when I take my time to do the research and put things together, um, what has resulted so far has gotten us um, some yardage, so to speak. So there, there happens to be, and this is based upon um, a, a seminal study called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. It was done uh, in the late 90s uh, at, a, at an institution um, in California, a, a leading institution, a leading research institution. I just finished writing an article with one of the, the researchers. And there is a, a direct correlation between adverse childhood experiences, adult health risk factors. And those risk factors uh, span from psychological, anything you can imagine, of of the smallest to the greatest magnitude, and uh, to physical, anything that you can imagine. Again, same same spectrum. And so um, with this process, and it is a process, and and I believe people who um, eventually take control of their life and, and um, provide what's healthy and good for their children, uh, in the process are growing themselves. And, and that was the work that I had done over the course of, of uh, probably 15 to 20 years. You know, the book didn't happen overnight. Uh, in fact, it, it wasn't even intended to be a book. It was just letters to my son. And then when he was 20 years old, he began writing back to me um, when he was living away from home. And it just sort of morphed into something that was terrific. He, he's, a, you know, he's an autonomous, uh, very healthy, dynamic young man who's making his way in the world at 27 years old. So, um, you know, do things between parents, uh, and I had, uh, similar to, to Chris, issues with my dad and uh, created a communication gap. And at the time, you don't know it. You, know, you don't really understand it because as young people, we don't have the type of perspective that we have as adults. But, um, you know, getting back to the point that Chris was making, there is a process, and it does work, and that's what we're doing. You know, these two gentlemen are very skilled in, t- in terms of getting a message out and, and creating a process that engages people to see results, sustainable results. Something I would like to interject real quick, and, and we can go on to the next question, is the, that this is a movement. It's not a foundation in itself. A foundation is, is, is one that a, not, a lot of 501c3s or nonprofits are set up to be where they provide a wealth of information and resources to help people. But... In reality, they only manage the problem. They don't actually solve the problem. 
And what what a movement does is it, it, it is set up to solve problems, but it requires that we bring together the masses together. Like we're talking about people on board that people can relate to, like athletes and maybe celebrities, people that they can identify with, to create this message at a highest level so that everyone knows that maybe they're aware that they're not where they want to be, but there is a solution. Are they, are they ready to embrace a solution to go through the process to get out of the problem and into that solution for themselves personally first so then they can be the example for their children? You know, it's just like the woman who, who overeats and she doesn't take care of herself. What, what happens is children observe that, and that later on in life they may have an issue with obesity or not taking care of themselves because the mother was taking care of them and neglecting herself. But if, you're, if we can create this awareness at the highest levels through people that, buy, that, that, that join the movement, this is not a cult, this is, this is, and it's not a following where they follow someone, that we're, we're, we're a group of people that are, are, are all, uh, which I'll, I'll let Davey use his analogy for it, that are right, that are, are working together, leading our own lives to be the examples for those close to us, and it has a ripple effect. That's really what this premise is—the movement. So we're, you know, there's still a long way to go, but you know, we're just in the beginnings of you know, of really, you know, letting the people know that they, you know, we need their support. We need their, we need their support either as volunteers, as donations as, uh, you know, people that really want to, you know, be part of this movement to make a paradigm shift towards producing, a, you know, a better world for people, that prosperity can be for all if we, if we embrace this process. Yeah. Dave, was there uh, something else to add there? No, uh, you know, the, the way um, – the analogy that I like to use um, to really hammer this home for people, I'm all about simple analogies so that people can understand if we, if we really simplify this, um, we can avoid a lot of the complications. And that is sailing our own ship. We have to empower everybody, parents, children, students, teachers, everybody, to sail their own ship, but understand that we can ride the tide of solutions together as a fleet. And the example that I use, it, it, it's sad, but, you know, The Perfect Storm, the movie The Perfect Storm about the Andrea Gale, uh, the last mm-hmm. wave that that ship saw sank it and ended, it ended lives. They had no support. They were alone. But if you think about it, there was a fleet of ships that could lock together, no matter the size of a tidal wave, we can all make it over that wave together. And that's what it's about, making certain that we're not sailing someone else's ship, which we enable as a society, but really empowering people to realize their own gifts and to put themselves around other people with the same passion and purpose and not enabling people to follow because they'll never get anywhere. And that's why we are where we are as a society. Well, along those lines, I'm I'm reminded of how I tend to look at everything like a pendulum and uh, in thinking about whether or not you guys are in the right place at the right time. I have to say that you must be because we're, we're, everybody is saying it. I mean, everybody starts every article with how divided we are in the United States. Um, and there's very degrees of, of that around the world, but certainly we are the poster child on this planet for uh, division. And given that everything has its cycle and everything has its place and it always dies down because we never have enough energy to pour into that to be permanent. You know, we're all going to get tired of this at some point. In fact, I'm getting really serious indications that there's a lot of people who are really, really tired of this non-community feeling, especially people who had experience with it previous, people that grew up in the 50s, that we're all together. We're all, you know, post-war, and we're just going to build this country and this broad, yes. And while a lot of these mistakes you guys are talking about today were being made with kids back then, (laughs) um, you know, there was a sense that there isn't now. And in order for your plan to work, it seems to me that something like that's going to have to come back. Uh, and, and maybe that's what you're trying to facilitate as well. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. So in that light, uh, 
is this thing is really going to have to go. It's really going to have to spread. You need all these people and everything else. Is there? Oh yeah, this is a big a big undertaking. This is not like I said. You know, a foundation you know can can you know operate on a smaller level. I mean, this is a movement. This is this is a worldwide effort, and it it requires a lot of awareness, and then it requires people to then not only be aware but to accept where they're at and to embrace the process to move forward and then learn to forgive the past so they can be learn to be present and by learning to be present is where we have the ability to resolve the root cause to those limited beliefs and also implement or create and implement the solution with the right habits and disciplines that will allow us to operate in a, in a much different way, how we react to problems, or in this case, be more proactive with problems and challenges, and then be able to really do greater things, you know, not only for our businesses, but our personal lives in terms of wellness and our relationships. <coughs> we know how to communicate better. We know how to relate better. We know how to use, the, you know, use empathy rather than pleasing other people, and it just changes. It's just a, it's a complete paradigm shift in how things are are done and it just has a ripple effect over time. Uh, so, okay. The key is is so, you know the key is is to bring you know to get you know have people embrace what's going on here to really make this a reality at, at a world right. level. That's what I was going to get to uh, because I think you know our listeners uh, probably have as much as we can get in this hour on the fact that this program rocks. Right? Let's just establish that this is a good program. It needs to get out to more people. So let's talk about that. I heard a couple, you're on Leverage Masters, and I heard a couple of pieces of leverage that you guys were intending to use to get the word out and get people, uh, reach people. One was the use of celebrities and athletes. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about those, along those lines. What, what technically are you planning to do uh, to get this to spread as quickly as possible in, in, along the lines of, spokespeople, um, institutions, schools, things like that? Well, I mean, like I said, we're, you know, we, we are leveraging relationships that we currently have, you know, through our board of directors and our advisory board. Uh, this has led to a few uh, introductions into the uh, – with uh, Scarlett Lewis, who runs the uh, Jesse Lewis Choose Love Foundation. Uh, uh, Jesse Lewis was one of the young boys that was murdered in Sandy Hook. And uh, we've really hit it off really well with the Choose Love Foundation and, and coming together with a solution for, for the parents where they address the children with their social-emotional learning program. So that was through an introduction. Um, also, you know, we have an introduction into the New York State superintendents, to which uh, we have a proposal out to them as we speak. And, of course, as Davey mentioned earlier, we had an introduction to where we have this uh, meeting that we will be presenting at in the uh, city of Greenville, South Carolina, to talk about these concepts and how this could really provide a huge impact on their community as a whole. Uh, it doesn't matter what demographic background they come from, whether if it's low income, middle, middle, uh, middle uh, class, upper class, it doesn't matter. Limited beliefs are not immune to just certain groups. It affects everyone. And and, 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 again, a lot of things that can be traced back to it, you know, people in prison, suicides, kids being bullied, kids that are bullying others, uh, you know, all sorts of these issues that, that different municipalities or communities face can be traced back to limited beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a, it's got a lead on you guys. It's got a lead on everybody in, in, in the small army relative to the – overall population of the earth exactly uh, and if we keep throwing people in prison you know is that the answer no it just manages the problem it just creates more higher taxes for people in the communities uh yeah. you know everything we do today manages the problem you know you know pharmaceutical medication does it solve people's uh, health issues no it manages the problem it doesn't solve it it's the same thing we, we we're showing we're showing people how they can go within not look to the outside itself, but to go within to solve their own problem. And when they can solve their own problem and get into the solution and, and, and incorporate the right habits and disciplines to make it sustainable, 
that will be an example to empower their spouse, their children, their friends, other people in their family to do the same. Will it all happen on you know in, a, in the same fashion? No, it might happen happen in different phases of time, but you know eventually, hopefully, people will follow suit. And the key is to keep it aware at the highest levels, at on a regular basis, that eventually people will figure out that there's no other way. If you keep looking for something on the outside to fix your life and fix your business, good luck. There's great resources to help yeah. you, but in itself are not going to solve your problem in itself. Only you can personally, or if you're a business, only your business where you're working collectively together that you all buy into the concept that you can do it together. That's 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 the, the, the magic formula, so to speak, to make this happen. It makes me think about... Uh how are we going to measure success as a society, as a global society? And one of the weird things that popped into my mind was shrinking landfills, less waste. All of these things that people are using in consumerism to fill holes, they think sure. things and stuff are going to fill. Um, you know, and I'm sure you guys talk about that all the time when you're doing your work, uh, that consumerism and, and that outside exterior stuff, how I appear to others and how... I feel like other people see me. Well, I have to go buy a bunch of stuff to make sure I maintain that whatever role that I'm playing in the world. Uh, And I just thought, wow, I wonder, maybe we have a lot less trash trucks going to the landfills and things as a a weird little way to study whether or not this is happening on a bigger scale um, because people feel less of a need to do those kinds of destructive things um, to fill those holes that they have. Once you guys have shown them this is how you do it instead. You go inside. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, we're like I said, we're just conditioned by media from what we what we've been taught that that everything is on the outside of us. That everything is out there and when 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 when, when the truth is, everything is from within. You manifest your 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 external life from what is going on in your internal life. Yeah, but what's what the media made up of, but a whole bunch of other people who were programmed from birth to do the same. We're all talking to each other, and some of us have a bully pulpit, and it makes us seem different. Like we can put them a label, like there's Anderson Cooper. He's the media, but he had an upbringing too. I mean, and the whole industry of news and, and everything like that is loaded down with nothing but people who had that programming growing up. It didn't, it didn't not affect anybody except for maybe some monks in Tibet, you know, some very small pockets of people in the world. Everybody else was affected in some way or another by all of this stuff. So it makes sense that the news mirrors exactly how all of us think the world is supposed to work and how we're supposed to move along or sail through this life. Absolutely. It's, it, you know, and another thing that, you know, Joe had mentioned when he was talking about the steps is, again, that every person – even children, even children, I even say this for children, especially if they're over the age of seven and up or eight or up around that level, that age range, businesses as well, we all have to take responsibility for our, our direction, our purpose. We can't expect anybody else to do that. But can we do things together if we have that same mentality? Absolutely. But a lot of times people are conditioned that, that there are going to be other people that are going to help us. They're going to fix it. They'll take care of it. I don't need to be involved. And it's just, again, that mentality because of some things that, that, that how they were raised and how they were brought up and what their experiences were growing up. And, and this right. is what subconsciously happens that lead people down a path of where they don't want to be. Or, you know, and again, is it ever going to be perfect? No. But learning to accept who you are and be able to find ways that you can operate within what you have to do greater things. You know, and again, this, again, goes back to self-esteem and self-confidence, which, you know, at, you know and if you look at our world as a whole, there's a really not a whole lot of high self-confidence and self-image. If there were, we wouldn't, we wouldn't see all these ads for, you know, losing weight and, you know, you know, depression centers and, and you know, antidepressants and all mm. these different things. That it just, really has you know, again, become a 
some those movies in the eighties, and I can't picture any particular one, but where they would try to give a little bit of B roll at the beginning of the movie to tell what society's like now, what yeah. what people are like, what they're doing, what they're into, and uh, setting aside the crazy little futuristic floating cars and stuff like that. I'm amazed at how much of those movies that were just purely fantasy and a look into a future that may or may not happen. I'm surprised how many of those boxes we're checking off now. I think yeah. a lot of people are. I think a lot of people, and you know, I still don't have my damn flying car, but I do have depression centers and massive drug addiction and all, a lot of the other things that, you know, I thought in the eighties, this is just entertainment purposes. Surely the world will never end up this way. And, of course, it hasn't ended up in anything like the, you know, Blade Runner and stuff like that. But in some ways, you look at the, you look at the parallels and you're like, wow, uh, did we do this to ourselves? Now the post-apocalyptic thing for the last decade with Hunger Games and just the, the zillions of films that come out where, you know, our kids, if they're anything, they're prepared for a post-apocalyptic situation because they're playing the games. They know how to use the guns, at least theoretically. They know how to shoot a boat and arrow, you know, theoretically, and it's all because uh, the state has taken over and all these things. And we even do this through our own entertainment, don't we? I mean, how much of this do you guys feel like is manifested because of the stories we tell each other around so the new modern campfire, which is the TV or the big screen? Um, it just seems like we're telling ourselves stories about how the future can be, and then we're manifesting that a little bit. Is is that part of the problem? Sure, I would say a lot of you know that is the problem. But again, I always think that the the root cause to the the main issue, like the the negative emotions that people may experience on a daily basis, whether if it's anger, jealousy, uh, envy, uh, shame, guilt, or any combination thereof, the root cause always stems back to what take what took place in the home you know early on growing up you know whether if it was a father a mother or both or some type of an authoritative figure that would that played an important role in that child's development that is where you that really the main problem lies and then everything else is just gravy on the top you know with the media and then what we've been led to believe in school and what we've been led to believe when we watch the news and what we've been led, led to believe when we go to whatever. You know, it, it's, again, not allowing people to really go within to find their true purpose and to know that, that everything, all the solutions to what's going on are from within and that if you're going to operate in the solution, you have to be able to resolve the root cause to the problem first. You know, it's just like a manufacturing line. You've got bottlenecks. In the manufacturing process, could you still produce? Absolutely. Will it be as efficient? No, but you can still produce. Will you? Would it be as a good of quality? No, but it's still as good enough to still do business. Unfortunately, yeah. that's how most businesses operate in in our today's world. But there are some that do get this principle, and this, these are why these companies operate at a much higher level, because they they understand the long term picture. They understand sustainability. They understand how to operate within the solution rather than the problem and are not afraid to embrace a process to go about doing that. See, people want things instantaneously. I want to lose weight. Well, I'm just going to go get a, a you know, I'm going to go to the surgeon. They're going to reduce my stomach and uh, wham, I'm, I'm going to lose 50 pounds like that. Or I'll go on this diet, this diet, this diet, or I'll take this program instead of getting to the root cause of why they overate in the first place, what led to this. What type of what was the emotional pain that they were feeling that caused them to overeat to mask the problem? So these are the things that people do. There's no short-term solutions. They do not work. We got to get to the root cause, and this is what the root cause. It happens. What goes on, you know, in in the homes that they're growing up in, from the time they're young up until teenage years. Yeah. Well, there's the still the problem of mass adoption, right? Mass adoption cannot happen around a hard problem. Or the problem may be hard, but the solution damn well better not be, right? The solution's got to be something that people can understand fairly quickly uh, on, on its face. And so, like, there have been times in my life where I felt like the country stood, stood up taller. Their shoulders were back, and they felt proud, and there just seemed to be an energy in the air 
for a major segment, it's never 100% at all. Uh, but, you know, that people are walking around and feeling better. And then I wonder if that had any any effect on how people actually felt in other areas of their lives. I mean, I wonder if people were working out more, taking care of themselves more with that air of hope and that air of standing tall. And we are a country. We're together. I mean, you know, it, it, I wonder how we get real mass adoption. And that was, I have to say, that was because of some leadership roles that had been filled and people were really hopeful about that leader. This leader is going to help us. But what people found out immediately after that was the, the leaders don't take care of your problems for you. They can give you leadership, but we are all responsible. Like our civic duty has to be done if we want leadership yeah. that we like and all of those kinds of things. We can't sit on our butts and just have a leader making all the decisions in our lives get better. So I think the country has learned that lesson, a significant portion of the country has, and they're working on that. They're seeing that. So that seems hopeful. But is there? what are you guys thinking about in terms of mass adoption? Like when this thing really starts to take off, what are the, what's the message? What's the messaging look like for average folks that have never really come in contact with this inner journey stuff or really any of this? How do we turn them on? Can, turning on, I'll let you know, Davey and Joe expand it again. Is again just pointing out that that you know, are you comfortable or not comfortable where where you're at? You know, think you know, as you continue to struggle through life or struggle through your business, just making ends meet. I mean, it could be the matter of there's something off with their eight pillars of wellness. You know, it's their dialogue with money. They grew up that money doesn't grow on trees and. You know, only you know rich people are not nice, and and you know it's better to be like, like just a, you know uh, an average person and just getting by, and whatever the case may be, you know what they learn. It, it it's again learning to you know to understand that you're not where you want to be, and accepting that, and to embrace a process, to be open to be to a process that can get them out of this way of thinking. And into a way of thinking that will actually go from limit to limitless, and that's the whole concept. So it's finding different types of avenues for them to relate to that. So the key is is learning how to relate to people. Not everyone can't relate to everyone in the same way. This is why you have to have. This is why this is a movement. You know, some people might identify with athletes. Some might identify with celebrities. Some people might identify with everyday people. Some might might identify with just women at a certain age group. Some uh, with men at a certain age group. Some might identify with children. Whatever the case, there's got to be a leader in each of those areas that is going to be transparent, that is going not afraid to admit their mistakes, that's going to be open to to empower people by example to be their own leaders, like Davey had referenced before. So this is why transparent leadership. Uh, which has no title, and, and the title in itself is not important, is that, that you're being the example of this for others. And do those people relate to you? And if they don't, that, then perhaps somebody else that they can relate to can be the one to be the example. And that surely has to be one of the things that you guys have baked into all of this, is that everybody that goes through your program uh, certainly must turn back around and shine that light that they have now on others and bring others up and help others, right? Exactly. It's not Absolutely. that, that we, it, this is not a, a take, a, a receive type of uh, solution. This is a give, give and receive that what you receive, you will give back. Because oh. by being the example for others is the greatest gift that you can give anyone. And that comes from <laughs> kindness and empathy versus pleasing and enabling. Yeah. yeah, that that's a that's a great the way that Chris just put that enabling. Um and Joe, I, I I want you to expand on this a little bit from the brilliance that is your mind as well. But accountability, we as a society have been branded to look at accountability as a bad thing, right? We're a finger pointing pass the baton kind of a society, whether it's politics, it doesn't matter. That's just where we are. So rather than enabling accountability to be a bad thing, we're shifting that mentality to help people understand and empower accountability to be a great thing because it is through that self-accountability that you realize what your gifts are and you realize how to fine-tune those gifts. And it's, it's by default once you start to channel that inner greatness and you realize that the light at the end of the tunnel 
is a reflection of your light. All of a sudden, your light starts to shine. Other people start to come to that light, and you're shining brighter and brighter and brighter. And this, easy analogy, this is like the Tootsie Pop. Our solutions are going to take time, and it's going to take more time for certain communities. But I have yet to meet the person that could tell me when they were a child that they didn't get to the Tootsie Roll when they were given a Tootsie Pop. didn't matter if we bit or licked. Sometimes we sit there and count licks because of the commercials, right? So, but the powerful aspect behind that marketing is very simple, and it correlates with EFA. It doesn't matter the tenure and how long this is going to take. We're ready for that. It's a matter of we are not stopping, and no child, no teacher, no parent, no community, no corporation, nobody can stop licking. And if we all keep the focus on the sweetest part of this, which is the other side of the pendulum, and simplify this for people, we can really start to make a tremendous impact. Joe? Yeah, you know, oftentimes we don't need to restate what I've just said. Just very basically, in my process, um, you know, I developed a great relationship with my son relative to the challenges and the development that I underwent. And for me, it was a natural progression to want to document and share it. So I think, you know, whether it's uh, parenting or, or any other personal development or any other success that, that's, that's um, based on wholesome principles, based on things that are correct, when someone does it, I think it's, it's natural to want to share it, and that's where we're coming from. You know, let's let's help to correct what hasn't been working as well as it could, and as a result of that, those who are aligned better with their own set of their their own purpose and and uh, what they're capable of doing will naturally impact others that they are around. Yep. Great word, Joe. Wholesome. It's a wholesome and values words that prior generations really embraced that this current society can't seem to. So we're bringing the old school mentality. And with the other two gentlemen on this, on this call, we are bringing a new school methodology to make it relatable. The things that we know matter, wholesome values, simplicity, appreciation, empowerment, empathy, compassion. Those are all things that work and they're sustainable. So we're going to bring those back and we're going to put a little bit of a twist, a modernized twist, a new school methodology behind it so that people can implement all of this in a way that they deserve to. So we are at the top of the hour. That was way too much fun because it went so fast. I can tell (laughs) we had a great time. So, we need to know how we can help, what we can do, what website do we need to check out so that uh, listeners and Gina and I can get involved. Absolutely. Uh, Davey, would you like to give the uh, website and, you know, also, you know, uh, just to reiterate again, we, you know, we are looking for volunteers and obviously donations that will help us to create the resources on a bigger level so we can start bringing this out on a nationwide level rather than just from a local to a uh, regional level. I mean, that's where we're at. But, uh, you know, the the more help that we have, the more that we can really bring this to fruition to do great things with your involvement, whether if that's with Sweat Equity or through your uh, donation. Um, And Davey will be happy to give you that information. Yeah, so the website that everybody can go to visit to learn about EFA, about uh, Joe and Chris, myself, our board, all of it, is efamovement.org, efamovement.org. And from there, we have our social media links right there for all of our social media outlets. I encourage everybody, even though and so we're, you know, we're starting grassroots and, and growing organically, I encourage everybody to connect with us on social media. And when people go to our website, we don't want people to just donate to donate. I I really recommend that people read 
our programs, our core components. Read the blog that comes from the mind that is Joe and Chris as well, and the passion and the purpose that is behind this. And then let your heart take it from there. EFAMovement.org is the nucleus and the heart, the center for this movement and its foundation. Beautiful website, by the way. Really, really well done. Awesome. Thank you so much. We have Joe Joe to thank for that because that was somebody that that Joe knows, and they've been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, Everybody check out efamovement.org. Thanks for your time. And, Gina, back to you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. we'll be back same time, same place next week. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, have a great day. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Blackbook page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.